It's always soccer in Philadelphia. Kevin Kincaid alongside Dave Zeitlin and Baxter the Dog Baxter doing the last four podcasts. <laughs> That's made four crucial mistakes. And is now eating my shoe. And that's the fifth one right there. <laughs> uh, it's good to be with you again. Uh, yes, yeah, so that might have been harsh, a little Josh Yarrow uh, uh, reference right there. But, hey, you know what? Look, I had his back earlier this week. I wrote about why it didn't uh, make sense for the uh, Philadelphia Union to bench him, even after uh, the mistakes are piling up. You know, the most recent one being a uh, denial of a goal-scoring opportunity red card in the 2-2 draw with Atlanta. You know, play that probably ultimately uh, cost them – the game, if you think about it, I mean, they bunkered yeah. and they had, then they held it down pretty pretty well enough. They put on a clinic in uh, defending with ten men, but uh, ultimately for so long, and then the very end, just as always, yeah. seems to happen a lot with the union. Yeah, and then so the, close yet so far. Yeah, resulted in nobody being surprised and uh, chances from the river end of that so union, which uh, yeah. tells you kind of where, where we, we are. are right now. And listen, we'll talk about um, Atlanta. Yeah. We'll get into the game, but uh, a little bit of a person, personal announcement to start out with first. I will be uh, leaving Philly Voice. No! Um, yeah. be leaving Vo- uh, Philly Voice to take a full-time gig with Crossing Broad. Uh, wow. In two Big weeks. news. Yeah. Yeah. In two weeks to... Um, to it's a full-time gig doing the Sixers, um, a lot of Sixers, uh, some Eagles, and a little bit of everything else. I can't believe you found a full-time job in sports journalism this in 2017. That's, yeah. Uh, that's amazing. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I know. I should be thankful, right? All things considered, you know, with the way that the industry's going and all the ESPN bullshit and whatnot. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm excited for it, man. I'm grateful for the opportunity. And, uh, you know, I mean, where to start? I, I mean, basically, um, I've known Kyle from Crossing Broad for some time now. I had him on, on TV at Channel 3, and he reached out to me and said, hey, we got some investors uh, who are putting some money into the website, and I have a full-time job here. Would you be interested in doing it? And so I said, absolutely. You know, I've been freelancing for the last nine years now. I was part-time at Channel 3, part-time at Voice, part-time at the union, part-time at Soccer League, part-time refing your kid. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's just... Part-time um, dog walker. Part-time dog walker. Part-time, part-time columnist about that dog poop part, on the street. Yeah, part-time waiting tables, you know, doing a little bit of everything. So, um, no, I'm looking forward to working full-time again and excited to get started. Uh, you know, it is a bit... I mean, first things first, I'm, I'm going to still do a little bit. We're, we're, the podcast is going to continue. Okay? Yes, big news. Yeah, let's get that out there right now. The, Wait, the, so I still have to drive out to a fish town every couple of weeks? still have uh, to drive out to I, fish I thought town. I was off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that will continue for everybody who's asking. Fine. Plus, we just did the fundraiser anyway. I mean, what yeah. would it say if we just took everybody's money and then just, just like... Pocket the money. Yeah, how unethical would that be? So have you spent it all already on this brand new equipment? Uh, no, I have a little bit extra saved for like, you know, to keep the subscription going next year and in case like you know anything breaks i haven't seen I, one dime of it so i give you some I don't know what's well i bought on. you and uh the oh, yeah, tacos, tacos. Though, that's true. yeah we went to loco <laughs> Pez. Like, yeah. so we spent like six hundred dollars on new equipment and forty dollars on, ta- on Mexi- 25 podcasts on mexican a, food i get three tacos out of it uh, yeah no but i mean look I'm, I'm still gonna do some union stuff here and there i don't know how frequent it's gonna be um you know it would be stupid now to just abandon it after putting eight years into the beat you know the same amount of time that you've put into it yeah. as well but i'm sure you can kind of feel the same thing that I'm feeling where, and we've admitted it on the podcast earlier this year that it's just, we're, I think you and I are probably both getting a little burned out on yeah. writing about the same things and covering a team that's just been mediocre. I mean, they're about to finish their sixth losing year, um, in eight years of existence. And the seventh of those was, a uh, when they were 500 yeah. in 2013. So, I mean, it just, th- this team, you know, there's this, there's a ceiling with being a fan of this team for sure. And there's also a ceiling with writing about the team for sure. Yeah. You know, and I haven't felt the enthusiasm and, and energy that I 
you know have had in in other years yeah. for sure you know well yeah there's two things for me the whole like beat writing um grind is not really something i love anymore it's not something i really do anymore the, you know the whole press conferences the scrums just to, uh, talking to the player who had the goal um I, it's, it's not something i'm great at it's not something i love and i mean i still like writing features i was out there today talking to jim uh, like one-on-one which is nice um and, and and i mean i just do like a lot of my other work for pen and i do college hoops and yeah i mean that's a that's the like second thing is that there's no real full-time job covering soccer in this town i mean we wish we had a, a like b writer who's who's down there like three times a week but that there really isn't i, I mean me you mad and tan are probably the closest thing to it but i'm not out there like writing stories every day i'm not at every press conference i do stories like once a week for CSN, I cover games for MLS and do other features that pop up. But that's like all all there really is right now. And I'm writing for two places. It's just, there's not that much there's not that much money in the game right now for uh, soccer writing in the city. And I'm thankful I have uh, other jobs that are good that allow me to do this on a part time basis. But I know others really aren't as fortunate. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I. You know. I thought at, at one time that you know being a full-time uh, Philadelphia you're being a Philadelphia Union writer to cover the team in your hometown that didn't exist when you were growing up you know I've made no qualms about the fact that I was one of those kids who grew up here that didn't have a team you know and so I always felt like I wanted to give back and or get involved in some way shape or form and I just saw an opportunity to be a writer and then you know get in from from that side and I always felt like there was an auxiliary responsibility um, for everybody who was involved with the team to kind of grow the game a little bit, especially in a four for four kind of town where a lot of people didn't really like soccer, where it needed to take on a foothold. But, you know, I came to the realization not long ago that, um, you know, my dream job is a part-time job. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and that sucks, you know, it's shitty because, uh, you know, I felt like we, I, we, I did a lot of things that were good. You know, I liked working with you guys and, you know, it was cool to get in from the ground floor. And I always liked interacting with the fans. I always felt like that was important to kind of take all these questions and respond to Twitter uh, messages and, and mentions and things like that. But, uh, you know, the reality of it is that I was making shit money. Um, and, you know, I would say that the, my, the money that I made covering the Philadelphia Union made up about 15% of my earnings every year. You know, so for you and me and for a lot of people, it was kind of like a, it was kind of like a labor of love, you know, because you're just not, eventually you get to a point where you got a house, you got a wife, you got, you know, kids and a dog and shit like that. You're not just a 20 year old uh, freelancer eating, eating, uh, you know, Chick-fil-A on on the side or whatever. It's, it's, you got to make something of it. And I, you know, I'm pretty sure you and I both didn't get into journalist sports writing for the money, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, that stuff does matter a little bit more when you get older, but, um, more than anything, it's probably what we talk talk about on the podcast all the time. It's just that the team is kind of they are what they are, you know. And that game, you know, against Atlanta, kind of just sums it up, doesn't it? You know, two two, they gave up a late goal in San Jose. They blow two points. They get outclassed by Toronto in midweek, and then they blow two more points at home the following Saturday. That's a four point swing. That if they had, if they finish out both of those games, they're one point out of the playoffs right now. Yeah, it's true. But do you think if the team was winning more, there'd be more opportunities for like writers? I mean, I just feel like in this town right now, I, I think things will change down the road in MLS. Just because there, are, if you look around the country, there aren't many full-time soccer writers. You could probably count them on like two hands. So I mean, no, I, I think things might change. I think the union just kind of being in a lull right now is bad for like our own morale. Um, and maybe for like readers not wanting to read the same, you know, uh, Josh. Um, Yarrow like article every week but I mean I, I just think it's I just think it needs time and hopefully down the road there are more 
uh, beat writers more opportunities for people to to kind of get paid covering soccer. I'd say. I don't think, yeah, you know, to answer the question, I don't know if the team being better puts, you know, leads to full-time jobs or, or things like that. But what it does do is that it, it positions the people who are currently doing what they're doing, you, me, Tannenwald, the George, to kind of, um, you know, query our editors or, or our bosses and say, hey, the team's doing better. Is traffic better? Are more people reading stories? Are more people interested in the team? Can we leverage that into maybe a raise or additional responsibilities or something like that? You know, that's probably where the start is. I don't think anybody's hiring anybody full-time to do the union. And M- MLS is not really even a full-time beat if you think about it because the game, the season's very long. The games are usually once per week until you get to the Wednesday, Saturdays and stuff like that. You know, it's not like the Sixers or the Flyers or the Phillies where there's games all the time or the Eagles that command enough. Eagles are once a week, though, and it's a, it's a lot shorter season. That's a full-time job. But, you know, they command enough bullshit <laughs> right. talk on WIP and 97.5 that we can talk about the that's same. That's what we need for, for the union. Right. How far away are we that from being able to make Josh Yarrow and Keegan Rosenberry and all these topics stretch, stretch like for January. five <laughs> Exactly. Around Christmas, yeah. we're going to have a podcast about right. that one time in... Exactly. In I August, mean, Josh Yarrow, like I Anthony Gargano can have uh, <laughs> Shefty call in on a Monday in uh, uh, May, and they yeah, can right. they can make the Eagles to stretch the Eagles top. But we're just not at that point, so we'll get there. I mean, look, I just want to say I, I do want to thank, especially Matt Romanowski at Philly Voice, who was my editor over there, um, because they didn't have a union guy before I started over there, and I basically reached out to a couple of guys I knew over there. Jimmy Kemsky was big in, um, you know, getting me in there. Jimmy, a guy who I knew from my CBS days, and. I just told Matt, Matt asked me straight up, he's like, why should I have a Philadelphia Union writer? And I said, well, uh, you know, the team is still <laughs> well, new. Well, they are a team in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're a Philly sports team. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just kind of, my, my story to him was that uh, this is a younger team that has a, has a small but dedicated group of fans who will read our, our stuff and, um, you know, be committed to the content. And, you know, they're, they're sort of on the up... <laughs> <laughs> the upswing, which they were last year. They were better last year before they Whoops. took a step back. But but look, Matt was a guy who um, gave soccer union content a chance on Philly Voice. Um, was always very good to me. Um, had my back when the Twitter bullshit went down a year ago when CBS obviously did not. Um, so I'm appreciative for all of that. And hopefully it'd be nice if they then you know took my vacancy and hired somebody to keep doing union. I don't know if yeah, one of you guys maybe get your like resumes in. <laughs> well, yeah, listen, I mean... If you if you want to go that route, I mean, it, his email is matt at phillyvoice.com, <laughs> matt at phillyvoice.com. And even if you just say, hey, um, listen, we liked Kincaid's stuff and we just want to say thanks for doing um, union content over the last two years. And we'd love to, we would keep you know reading stuff at Philly Voice if you guys brought somebody else uh, in to do it. You know, that's an organic way to kind of maybe, mm. maybe keep it moving. So if you if you feel like that's something you want to do. Matt at phillyvoice.com. <laughs> and praise Kevin a lot when you do it. No, no. It's, say it really good to, things no, about Kevin. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be about me. It's, hey, we appreciate the fact that you did union content. We'd like to keep reading union content on uh, on Philly Voice. So. And Kevin is quite handsome. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. Back to... Uh, back to the union. Back to the union. Um, so yeah, Josh, uh, I think the topic, the topic this Josh week is Josh. I mean, look, uh, do you see, is that me ringing here? He's yeah, ringing. So. Okay, sorry. Um, the, Josh Yar, do you bench him or do you keep uh, playing him? I, I mean, think that's you're right. Of, Why would you bench him now? Yeah, you got, you got how many games left? Uh, seven games left. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Gooch is healthy, I guess you can give him some games maybe because he's been playing well. But at this point, you got to you got to like look ahead. And Josh Yarrow is still at this point your future. I mean, I'd question right now. 
He looks like there's a chance he could be a bust. Maybe that's harsh, um, even saying that. But uh, the fact that he's made four mistakes in four games um, is obviously concerning. But you got to see if he can work through it, right? Do you find it, I mean, ironic at all, I guess, that Jim has come out um, you know, strongly in support of Josh and saying that they're going to keep giving him minutes and that they believe in him when, you know, a guy who's drafted one spot after yeah. him, Keegan Rosenberry, sat on the bench. Here we already. go, Keegan, hot take. I, no, it's not a hot it's take. No, it's no. Just, it's, I'm wondering if I'm his agreeing words, with you. Yeah, okay. I'm agreeing yeah. with you. I, I don't have many hot takes, but I do. <laughs> I, I do when That's it comes to a... Keegan because uh, Keegan, I thought, got a really raw deal the whole season because, like you said, he wouldn't he wouldn't bench other guys who might have been struggling. Like if Chris Pontius went through a spell, he wouldn't bench him for like 20 games or four months, whatever it was with Keegan. Um, and for Keegan to go through that, I mean, it sucks for his development. And you saw the game how last week. I mean, he, he was great, right? I thought he was yeah. one of the best players in the field. He had this. He had some good uh, plays offensively. Had some good combo work with Harris. I mean, and it was, he's just fun to watch, and he's just a lot better than than uh, Ray Gaddis. I'm just going to put it out there. Keegan Rosenberg is much better than Ray Gaddis. I don't think anyone will will really um, disagree with that. And I think I still think Keegan is a great player, and I think it kind of sucks that we missed a lot of moments. I think it's a big, like, uh, what if of the season, like what would have happened had Keegan played more these past few months. Well, you know, it's interesting, and it does make me wonder, too, if there might have been something more to the Keegan situation than we had realized. You know, if Jim says one thing about Josh Yarrow and is committed to that, you know, um, you know that those that media uh, – guideline on on what he says about him versus Keegan who was kind of exiled you know maybe there was I mean this is just speculation maybe there was some kind of attitude thing or maybe Keegan didn't take it well or something like that but also I think the timing of uh each of these guys issues you know the Josh obviously did not play at the beginning of the year he was injured so Keegan does start the season struggles and he gets benched and then they do turn it around when Ray is in there and they win right. four games and they I lose think, a couple yeah. and then they win more. So I, I just feel like with the Keegan thing, it's almost like they made an overcorrection and I think Jim had, you know, made some really gutsy decisions to bring in Ray Gaddis and, um, you know, start Gileana Wynaldum and give uh, Jack Elliott the reins and, you know, but it almost seems like they let that right. kind of I, hang I, on. I think it's one of the too, big things is Jim doesn't like to change the, uh, they on back line much he'll change other positions but mm-hmm. with the back line he likes um pretty consistent so i mean once ray came in they played well for a few games ray and, and ray never really did anything terrible that would like warrant him coming out so right. I, I, I guess right. jim just wrote it and i think he wrote it for too long i'm just being honest and uh you know i, I yeah i hope keegan plays that these last uh, few games of the year because when he's on the field it's just for me, it's just a lot different team. It's a lot more exciting. It's a lot better offensively. It's just a lot for fans. It's it, it's just better to watch. And I like Gaddis, and I, I know Curtin likes Gaddis. He's called him before one of the best like one-on-one defenders in the league. He just doesn't he just doesn't bring that much excitement to, to the team. And I think that's something that they were lacking with him in a lineup. Right. And I don't think right to your point. I don't think that people were saying you got to take Ray Gaddis out because he was making these huge mistakes or whatever. I mean, there was one or two. You know, times where you could point to, you know, if you're talking about the Montreal game or something, yeah, he does kind of get caught up and he can't, you know, attack that cross that's coming into the box. But it wasn't like, you know, huge defensive errors. It was just people saying that Keegan Rosenberry is the future and Ray Gaddis is limited going forward, you know. Um, 
you know, specifically in the Atlanta game the other night, I thought Keegan and um, Gilliano Wijnaldum both played really well. Yeah, Gilliano had the assist, right? He had the, the Dutch assist. connection. Yeah, yeah, he had the assist. You notice how Alberg wanted like no part in celebrating I with I the I heard you guy. say that. I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, okay. I can easily read his body language. Yeah, he pointed CJ? He pointed to Gilliano Wijnaldum and he kind of like made an effort to get over there. There was a, a spot that was cut out of the replay where I swear to God that he had like his hand on CJ's like hip or CJ put his arm around him and then Roland kind of like underneath kind of pushed off of him a little bit, um, almost like in an effort to get to Wijnaldum. But yeah, Wijnaldum had the assist. Why would Alberg have a problem with CJ? It should be CJ having the problem with Alberg because he got to take the kick. I mean, like CJ, I like aside from kind of joining him and I don't know, that's right. That's I mean, weird. it would be. A, I mean, credit to CJ for even going over there and, and <laughs> celebrating. You know, but Wijnaldum uh, played really good defensively as well. I mean, if you think about what the wingers did for Atlanta, how dangerous Assad has been this year, and how dangerous Vialba has been. Um, Vialba didn't do jack shit in this game. He was yeah. frustrated by Wijnaldum and Bedoya, who owned him a couple times. And uh, Yamil Saad didn't really do um, much of anything. The goal that he scored was off of a broken uh, short corner routine anyway. So Keegan yeah. wasn't involved in that. That wasn't from the run of play. It was actually Alberg and Yarrow who kind of both fell asleep over there. But you know, Saad's a guy who likes to drop deep and he likes to drift a little bit. But they really didn't get um, much of anything from that from that line of three behind uh, Joseph Martinez. Okay. So. Should we talk about the uh, goals from Alberg and Bedoya? It was Bedoya's first ever goal in MLS in this country, in the U.S., his yeah. two previous goals from Toronto. And with Alberg, um, I think I made this point, he has, he has uh, 15 goals in less than 2,000 minutes for this team, which is by far the best uh, um, goals per minute. Um, I think someone pointed out on Twitter, a goals per like movements he takes or steps he takes is like probably the best like league history because he like barely moves that like he doesn't move that much and he scores so i mean i know some of those goals are pks but to see him score uh, 15 goals do you think does he get a bad rap is he underrated i mean do we give him too much shit uh what do you think i don't know i think i think my takeaway from all of that is just frustration you know because you see the pure talent that he has and the pure finishing ability that he has but he's just he doesn't work that hard um his body language and his attitude don't seem to be that great. You know, you see the potential of what this guy could become, you know, he could, he could be a, um, I mean, who are some of the other, like just pure finishers at, at that position? I don't know. Ten, uh, he doesn't, he's not really, I mean, he's not Valeria, really a 10. I mean, Diego Valeri, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. Valeri, I don't really see as a traditional 10 either, but I mean, you just, it's frustrating because I mean, you go back to the beginning of the year and he wasn't, you know, in shape coming into camp. You know, and then that forced a shift that eventually led to something else. It led to something else, and um, I mean, I'm, I've I don't think there's anything he can do to kind of remedy the situation. I don't yeah, think he wants to be done, here right? anyway, and I think his agent has been bitching about something in the past before. I think that was related to him. So his agent uh, retweeted my tweet about his uh, 15 goals. I think. Yeah, is that yeah. Stone Sports? Is that Stone, right? Yeah, Justin <laughs> Justin Stone. I think his yeah. name is. Um, I mean, I don't. It's just at this point, I think we've all pretty much come to Just the to agreement that El Senio moves on, Alberg moves on, you you you've and you start spend adding the money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go high low go high low in the number ten um, yeah. depth chart. I mean that's probably there, the best way to do it. Go. So uh what else? Oh I wanted to point out that the refing was was terrible. You would have done um, a better good. job. I mean, you're only a part-time ref. Yeah, I mean, I did um, that morning. I did ten-year-olds in Great Valley, and um, I saw some better ref in in that uh, in that seat. First of all, there was uh, there was like three times I think where a player was down injured and Drew Fisher allowed play to continue, and then he let play go for thirty seconds and then blew the whistle before the ball went out of bounds. So if you're gonna 
blow it dead, blow it dead, you know, or wait for it to go out. But he didn't do either of those things. Um, number two, there was three times where he got the advantage wrong. Uh, twice Atlanta was bit in the ass and it happened once to Philly where it's almost like he blew his whistle as soon as the advantage occurred. You know, Atlanta was through uh, down the left channel on one play when he blew a play dead. Um, and then the Union had one around midfield uh, coming the other way about 15 minutes later. But I, he was just all over the plot. CJ was fouled four times and conceded five fouls on his own. So, I mean, by the rule of the book, that's a yellow for a persistent infringement probably both ways. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the game kind of – it's funny because the red card actually kind of helped him out. Yeah. You know, because he – and he got that call entirely correct. He got the dog so completely correct. So credit to him for that. But yeah, yeah, then it changed ball. the game completely, and it was lopsided with a bunkering down team. So he was probably thinking, well, now I don't have to – because it was a really chippy and combative game up until oh, yeah. that point. There was well, a lot of um, bullshit Ali Bedoya had a card, which means he's out for this next game. Yeah. Uh, they have a week off. Uh, they're going to have a nice holiday weekend. What do you think players are going to do this holiday weekend? Before? Well, some of them are going to <laughs> steal, right? So they're going to oh, play. Yeah. Yeah. So Yaro's going to play tonight, yeah. Thursday, or is it today? The Wednesday game. Is it, it was a light crew at practice today. I was down there, and yeah. there are a lot of guys with Bethlehem already. So Hopefully nothing soccer-related, man. Just get them out let them do whatever. Go down to uh, go down to Wildwood, New Jersey or some shit and walk the, walk the boardwalk. Yeah, or, and then uh, for Minnesota, their nice first time cone. there the following week, no Bedoya. You probably think they should go with Jones just, just to see uh, – to see if he can well at this point i mean where do you sir jones or craval are you said so yeah. i mean i think we know that the way they operate is that until they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs so you're probably still going to see the first 11 right but you know at what point would you sit gooch for the rest of the year and you know put in Derek jones and put in yarrow and rosenberry i mean is that is that time now i mean do they sure. do you just put sure, the, the young guys in I mean, I would. I don't think Curtin said he doesn't like to do that. It's he just not in their he's DNA. Just, he you know, still wants so. guys to earn their spot. But, I mean, these guys are close anyway. So, I mean, I'd start Jones. i consider starting, um, what's his name? Um, Najem. Adam Najem, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd go with these guys. I mean, why not, right? I think that's pretty much all we have to say from from that. Uh, I, yeah. You know, Atlanta, you know, the Union are four, I guess, four points out, is it right now? But they have, you know, the other two teams in front of them have multiple yeah. games in hand. So I just don't think there's – I think somebody said, or I think uh, the projection was that they have a 2% chance of making the playoffs. So I think we've all <laughs> – do you have any articles you want to tease? I was down there today talking to Curtin, so I'll probably do some kind of column. I was asking him some some questions about – kind of want to know, like, hearing the uh, booze and the job security stuff. I just wanted to kind of get his personal perspective, just what's that like. But he's a true, he's a true guy who mm. lives here yeah. in Philly, so it's, it's got to be hard on him, on his kids, on his family, just being out there. So, yeah. Uh, I'll have something on that coming. And, okay. Uh, um, no, I don't really have anything to plug. Yeah. I did my last one for Voice today. It was kind Your of last a, column, right? Yeah, it was like a half-ass kind of letter to the fans. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I like go I read said, Kevin's half-ass letter. Yeah, I'm just burned out. I I took a shot at pro rail people in there too, so they weren't happy about it. But as far as I'm concerned, they can fuck off. So yeah. that's. That's how you want to go out. Well, the best part, Your I think, about, you know, I I did think about it, and uh, when Ted Ted quoted me on something, I said, "Oh, yeah, I'm not gonna have to deal with his bullshit anymore." So, and now you have Eagles fans to deal. with. I did promise everybody a pro Ralph. Yeah, but those people are easy. I mean, they're like, you know, they're pretty rudimentary type of pe- types of people. Um, <laughs> Philly tough, but uh, I did promise a pro rel 
pod at some point. So maybe we can do that. Maybe we'll make it a hot take I, kind of thing or whatever. He, um, he can have someone else on. For that one <laughs> you don't have anything to say about promotion. I don't know if I can last 20 minutes on pro. Row. Uh, I think it's done. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you uh, take us All into right, the questions? questions uh, yeah. You probably need some too. We still have to figure out the best way to get these. Yeah. Cause I think we did the thing where amazing, we quoted somebody, somebody again. First yeah. one from uh, union Hulk. Is it okay to get 10 minutes, a uh, moment of silence as we all gently weep? Sure. Starting now. Yeah. At, that's good. <laughs> that was around 10 minutes, right? Yeah. He's really sad about you leaving Union Hall. Okay? Well, he, I think you know, need to have him over for I'm not leaving. I'm not like drink. leaving. It's just, I know, but yeah. he, he's an emotional guy, and it's just hard he for is. him. Yes, right we all now. know him personally. So. <laughs> Do we? Uh, Jack Hoffman, when are we meeting Ed on Rico's to pour out a PBR in Kevin Kincaid's memory as a union? <laughs> he's not dead. He's <laughs> a union report, not a person. PBR. Yeah. Uh, Dave Island can confirm through... Um, through our sources, Kevin Kincaid is not dead. He is alive, sitting right here. I don't, yeah, I'm not a PBR guy. I've been drinking really shitty, like, summer beer lately. And stuff with flavor that's, like, not high alcohol content. Probably like Bud Light Limes, strawberries, <laughs> no, strawberry no, Like, uh, line of Kugels and stuff like that. Uh, Tian Schulten, when do you think Curtin will leave? With Curtin spelled C-U-R-T-A-I-N, which he, he, he hates. Uh, <laughs> I think I still think um, what Jim hates when it's spelled that way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or he he told me once his like dad hates it. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I mean, I think at this point they seem committed to keeping him for like another off season to take that. I mean, they keep talking about taking the like next step. It seems like Carton's going to be here. Um, there's always a chance if they lose their last like seven. They could say they could fire him, but it doesn't I mean, seem, I think it doesn't seem point, like Ernie yeah, wants to. I, I mean, they already went through it earlier in the year, yeah. so I don't think anything changes. Yeah. He also asked, should they play some more academy players in the MLS matches left? Yeah, I wouldn't do that because you still have young players in the team who need to play before academy players. Well, um, and they can't. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, know, yeah, they're, not, he, they're not yeah. rostered. Yeah, you could play them for steel, but... And even Fontana can't. I mean, but Right, because he's, he's on a pre-contract. Yeah. Matt Bugard, what is the... Six, 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 successful um october and uh september look like um i guess a few wins get some uh some goals from from adam najem or i mean a successful yeah i mean successful september october is that i think keegan rosenberry and josh yarrow kind of show what they did last year you know and that you see I think I think what you want to do in these last two months is and the reason that i say you start yarrow now and don't bench him is because if you have questions, try to answer them now. The right. season's lost. Right. You don't want to kick that can down the road in 2017 and put Yarrow out there for the first time again. Then he makes a mistake, and you say, "Well, shit, we could have figured this out last year," you yeah. know? Because um, then you're just you're just circling the wagons. Really, it's it's you got to use this time to to figure out things that you don't know right now. I mean, you know, Harris and Bedoya and Pico are going to be there next year. You gotta like flesh out these other positions and decide whether Yarrow has it or not, or whether Marquez has it. Are or there not. any? Get, I mean, are there really any other players you'd want to see besides Yarrow, Keegan, and Adam Nadjem as like young players who haven't played as much recently? Are there? Is there anyone on the roster right now that that would make sense to kind of get more time? Or? Derek Jones. Yeah, Jones. Um, I mean, trust, but then, but then here's the problem. Here's the could problem. Be trusty, with that. but I don't, I don't think trusty. I would like to see trusty start like maybe two games if possible. Here's the here's the thing with Derek Jones. Even if you play him at the end of this year and get him some minutes, you're running into the same problem next year. 
Right, because Bedoya and Medunian aren't going anywhere. Right. So Jones is on the bench. I mean, maybe you trade, maybe you move on from Craval, and then Jones becomes the number two at the number. And Brian eight. Carroll is he going to retire? He should. Yeah. I mean, I, if they gave coaching positions to Fred and to Cleberson, then oh, yeah, that was big Brian news. Carroll should already be should should have already signed for. Uh, we didn't talk about coach, Fred you know? and Cle- Fred and Cleberson, two Brazilian one name guys. Yeah, there's not really much to say about that, you know. Um, to go from Brazil to Wayne, Pennsylvania. Good for them, but Brian Carroll should be in in the system. Absolutely, I think he will be. Yeah. yeah. Alex Armstrong of the Union sweating a Kincaid hammer piece coming out in in a near future. Yes. Really. Well, I don't Whoa. know if they're sweating it, but I'm working on one. Look at the. Look, God, D, look in his eyes right now. I'm, I'm scared. It's a really, really good one. I hope it Woo. works out. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm terrified. I'm trying to like drop a bomb as soon as I start at crossing broad. So hopefully it, yeah. Who's it about me? Um, no, no, it's not about you. Okay. Yeah. Anything else you can share? Do you want it to be about you? No. No, it's a front office thing. Okay, be ready for that. I uh, hope so. Now I hope I hope I didn't jinx myself. Like when I said that they were going to beat uh, San Jose. Another union hulk. And then everybody came out and called me a hack. <laughs> Another you, union j- you, you jinxed them. You should know better. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Why you did you do that? You should know better. You, you did jinx them. It's like, bro, it's just a MLS game. It's just sports, guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, union hulk. These are always hard to read. <laughs> I can we please get a lowdown on what the fart is going on with the Philly union situation? Are these Graham people just mythical? Graham people? Graham is yeah. in like... The Graham brothers? No, uh, they're not they're, mythical. They're there. They're, they're there. there, and they would like to be even more there. Ooh, so, some more knowledge in a way. That's out. not related to what I'm working on, by the way. Yeah, David Shea, is it okay to call KK a sellout now? Are you a sellout? <laughs> yeah, he's a sellout. Uh, can you really yeah. sell out of a out of a part time soccer writing gig? <laughs> so. Kevin's so selfish, wanting <laughs> things like a full-time job and money to pay his yeah. mortgage and buy his dog dog food. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, it's, this is like... So um, selfish. This he is, abandoned this us. This is like when Metallica cut their hair <laughs> in uh, 1990. Was it the Black Album? No, they still had long hair for the Black Album. <laughs> it was 96. Load. Uh, Matt, do you see us buying a new Tranquilo for the number 10 for next season? Thoughts on who, if so? Or are we just riding the Academy wave till it bears fruit? Yeah, I mean, I... A new Tranquilo. I think they could try to get someone better than him. I mean, that's the, that's the position they need. Uh, Tranquilo was a, a good player, but uh, yeah, number ten. We've been talking about that every week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alex Alex Armstrong. One last Moa two question. Do you think they can bring him back on like a hundred and fifty thousand dollar deal, or they just end it? I mean, I think they could. I don't think they will. Yeah, we've talked about. It. I think Mo probably needs a change of scenery too at this point. You know what's gonna happen with Maurice, don't you? He's gonna play a couple games. Go to he's gonna he'll sign LAFC, like Bob said, yeah. Bradley yeah. will sign him for LAFC. like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars, and he'll have like a great year renaissance. You know, all star season playing alongside That's Carlos, so Carlos Vela <laughs> and uh, whoever the hell else they sign there. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> there's a gif which I can't read. Here, I think I have some over here. What's uh, uh, what's okay. Dave gonna do with without you on the beat? Cry, <laughs> drink heavily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the Union Beat are such heavy drinkers, aren't yeah. we? All of them. <laughs> Who do you think? Here's a question: Who do you think on the Union Beat is the biggest drinker? Mm, you? I don't drink that much. I don't drink that much either. <laughs> it's not the George. It's not Tan at all. Ryan Bright? No, he's not a drinker. Yeah. Tansy? That's, that's the problem. Is Tansy a yeah, secret maybe. alcoholic? I don't know much about Tansy's backstory. Um, we don't really have a lot of drinkers. Yeah, I guess we're all. Uh, 
We're not so exciting, huh? Back in the day, Tommy they used Smith, to... I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he considered Tommy any? Smith? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> that's the answer. He's right Irish. There. Yeah. Uh, do you have more? Uh, let me see. Uh, I have more here. Who should the? Did you do this one? Who should the union build around? Is Fafa worth keeping around long term? And how long should Harris stay? I think Fafa's worth keeping around. He's kind of. He's really dropped off. I'm not, too, yeah, man. he's dropped off. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's a starting winger, but maybe he's someone to bring in off the bench um, for sure. Uh, I mean, obviously they're gonna, they're going to build around their central midfielders. Um, they're good young defenders. Andre Blake for now, and they'll yeah, keep, I, keep CJ around, and and, and then they're like. Uh, other young players like not. I don't think you build like around Jones, anybody. But, I think they're yeah. trying to bring in like a core of, you know, a cluster of young guys to kind of, you know, be the spine here. But again, you know what? I, I don't. Here's another reason why I kind of poo poo the whole youth thing. I, look at what Ajax did last year. And Rick McGovern's probably having a conniption like right now. But look at what Ajax did last year, and then they're getting ready to sell off their whole team or have done most of it before. So, you know, I don't, I don't know what their motives are. Yeah. You know, I, Ernie has said things in the past that suggest to me that winning doesn't even really matter. If you develop these kids and put kids on the field, and then what? If they're good enough, you sell them. Uh, I don't think the climate in MLS is is makes sense for them to do that. So I think most of these kids would stick around or whatever. But I think they're trying to pull up one core like group of guys at a time. I don't think Madunian, I don't think Pico, I don't think Sapong, I don't think any of these guys are really the future. I think they're trying to create that cluster of four, five, six core guys all at the same time. Yeah. And if they can piece it together with the Elliots or the Yaros of the world, then maybe that's it. But I, yeah, it's not like um, it's not like the uh, Sixers trying to put pieces around Allen Iverson for years. You know, it doesn't yeah. work like that. It's not like uh, you yeah, know Chris Weber and uh, there's no one guy. You yeah. know, whoever the hell else was was on. You know, uh, bad hombre. Who'll be covering the union for uh, crossing broad if it isn't you? Oh well, nobody would if it's not. I mean, I would do that. Ugh. Uh, Matt Thornton. Who would you rather have to fight for one million, Connor or Floyd? That's that's for you. What was the question again? Who would you rather Great have fight, to fight boy. for $1 million, Connor or Floyd? I would fight Floyd um, because I know that in the first, I could go at least three rounds with him. Could you? Yeah, because Floyd doesn't throw punches until the fourth round, and then he outpaces and outstaminas. I feel like he could knock you out in the first round. (laughs) Well, I'm just banking on the idea. I don't really watch boxing, (laughs) but I'm I'm gonna. Did you watch a fight? Did you watch a fight the other day? I didn't. You did not watch. You did not watch Mayweather McGregor. There's a union game, and then I went home, and you have to pay a lot of money. I've discovered that there is not a lot of crossover at all between. Yeah, combat sports and soccer fans. I would agree with that. I talk about MMA like rarely on Twitter, and I get like no responses. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan. I like. I mean, uh, big fights are fun. If if I had a friend who who was showing it, I probably would have gone. I, just, I yeah, used to I be. You know, I used to be one of those people who hated UFC, for example, because most of the fans are just like roided out, like New Jersey meathead types who were just kind of just wanted to see somebody get their ass kicked, right? But the more I watched it, and the more I learned about it, like I understood the different. The different styles, the disciplines, you know, watching the jujitsu guy trying to go against the striker who's against the uh, collegiate wrestler or something. So I understand more of the strategy and more of the nuance behind it, whereas I used to think it was just a bunch of idiots who wanted to, you know, see somebody get knocked out or whatever. 
We have some uh, Game of Thrones questions. Oh, sure. Should okay. We well, take that? Do yeah, spoiler? we'll give you a. Um, we'll give you the spoiler alert. Well, you really should have watched the finale by now. If you haven't, then come on. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's. We'll count you down in uh, five, four, <laughs> three, two, and go ahead. All right. Uh, Swerve. Uh, oh, he's the guy who works for oh, the <laughs> in the video department. Uh, uh, Tormund and Beric, dead or alive. They were the ones at the wall when the dragon uh, burned it down. So. Uh, they got to be alive they because survived. they wouldn't do they an didn't kill any, they didn't, Yeah, they didn't kill yeah. any characters. Like, so many guys just, like, survived impossible situations. They kind of cheaped season. out on that this yeah. season, don't you think? Yeah. They, they kind of got away the from it. The guys who died were, like, Thoros and, and like, Littlefinger. That, but. Well, and also, too, in the scene right before that, you see, like, the part of the wall fall off right in front of them. Yeah, they kind of got through it. Yeah, and they wouldn't give him an off-screen death yeah. after all Also, that. Uh, Bowl, which it does seem like they're setting up that... The mountain versus the hound, which will be a fun fight. Which is weird now because one of them's like a m- yeah. mute how do you zombie. Beat, how do you beat a mutant and zombie? And the other one's like a reformed, like, uh, you know, yeah. whatever. Wait, there's another Game of Thrones question that I saw. Uh, I think it was uh, who on the Union beat, uh, who out of the Union players or or um, reporters would be most likely to ride a, a dragon, dead or undead? That's from Justin Freeberg. I think Tanwald got the tube socks, the khaki shorts, got the, got, got the uniform, looking and looking hard. And John get right up there in a dragon. John doesn't have a car either, so he needs a way to get to, <laughs> to, to get. To. He needs transport. I'd right. love to see John flying into Talon on a dragon. Yeah, yeah. He would come back and and cover this team if Tanwald flew a dragon. He could land it on the uh, practice field. Yeah, next to the helicopter. Um. Okay, that might be it. Is that for, it? Uh, Are there I, any more in here? I don't, uh, more Game of Thrones? There's always crossover that we miss. Um, when do you think? Oh, just Game of Thrones questions. There's more uh, other questions. Uh, okay, so. I don't really have a ton on here. I think most people responded. Uh, yeah. Rich Ransom, is there a plus side in being above Orlando, a team that spends money? No, but there's a bottom side for Orlando being underneath. The Union. I yeah, think. That's weird. You know, yeah. I haven't watched them much. Is that just like Dwyer and Laren does not really mesh they them just together? Don't, yeah, I don't think they have the right pieces right now. They have some yeah. good pieces, but not the right ones. Uh, they got to get rid of, like, uh, they should sell Laren, uh, move on from Kaka, move on from Nocherino. Um, Yoshi Yotun is a good player that they just brought in. They have some talent there, but for whatever reason, the pieces aren't, aren't clicking, you know? Uh, more from uh, Union Hulk, who's really having a hard time with this. Is he? Is pod today ending with Kevin Dino singing It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to uh, Yesterday in its entirety? I'm not like, people are acting like I'm like dead or something, or I'm like leaving the union beat for forever. That's not so the case. I'm just shifting gears. So you're not going to sing? Uh, no. Okay. Don Trahosky, job jumping quicker than Game of Thrones Raven flight time this season. <laughs> Who of yeah. all current union staff and players do you think is glad of your exit? Um... You might think Curtin, but Curtin likes Kevin. They just had that one little tiff in yeah. seven years. Curtin told me that today. Oh, it, did he? It's had one little problem in one seven tiff. years, and that's it. But he does like you. So, are there any players who are, who are happy you're leaving? I don't really have like much of a relationship with any of the players these days. I mean, it used to be different in the in the past, but I kind of changed like how I approach that because uh, I, I found that it was easier for me to be fair and to write about these guys when I don't really know them. So I don't really try to talk to him that much anymore. Like yeah. I was, you know, we were all close back in the day with yeah, like, like the guy like uh, Akugo and Akuga, like Danny Shannon, Cruz yeah. and those guys. Cruz, but yeah. we don't, it's less personal than it is, than it is. Um, yeah. Now, I wonder why know, that so. happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ken Hulk, can I have the food? Maybe CJ's with... glad to see me leave. I'll oh, say yeah. CJ. 
Can I have the food you would have gotten in the press room during um, Union games? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you want it. Oh, it's good every. Depends like, on what days, it is. Yeah. If it's taco night, the taco yeah. night's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Union Hulk again. Wouldn't it be great if Kevin Kincaid rip off mask and it was Jay Sugarman all along? Then he got on chopper and fly to Crossing Broad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Union Hulk. He he should be our new co-host. Yeah, it should be Dave. Uh, we'll we'll we don't know who he is, so we'll have him call the landline, and we'll put like a scream like voice filter on his thing, so he sounds like he's got a uh, <laughs> deep voice or something. Phil Jinjula, I can't say that name. Did Jim Curtin really blame the ball boy for last game's meltdown? I he mentioned him a couple times in the press conference. Oh, yeah, did. where he said that he got the ball in kind of quickly. Um, but that yeah. was a weird place that we didn't even really talk about that. You know, the fact that Andre kind of pom- got a little bit on it, but. You know, I'm not going to sit here and blame anybody for that play because if you look at the genesis of it, there's a cross that's way over hit from one side to the other, and Keegan Rosenberg has to go way out just to challenge the guy to put the cross back in. Andre probably makes the correct call to come out and get it. Um, he gets enough to get it to the diagonally to the 18, uh, so it's like on the edge of the box. And Bedoya thinks the ball is going over Blake's head, so he adjusts, and then it's just a loopy, weird kind of header. I, I wouldn't. I think people were reading a little bit too much into that. I mean, it's just a fluke kind of play and just a breakdown at the end. But I don't, I don't think you say like any one of them made a horrendous mistake on it. It's just one of those plays, you know. Yeah. All right, that's pretty much it. A couple more people asking: Is is everyone turning their backs on the um, the uh, union? Uh, a few more people just want to know about you. Yeah. abandoning us yeah I, again i'm not abandoning anybody yeah, no, look at i mean dave and i and all these dudes like did this labor of love for years and we were making shit money just because we like doing it but you know it's like one of those things you just feel like it's inevitable you know when somebody comes along and offers you a good full-time job to do the other stuff no i don't love the sixers and the eagles as much as i love soccer but uh you know the reality of the situation like i said my dream job is a part-time job so um i can either continue to you know, do the union beat, which we feel like you and I have already kind of like capped out at. I don't yeah. know where we go, where we go from here until the team gets better. You know, yeah. it's not like there's anything else that you and I can do that adds to the coverage or does this or that. I mean, and what incentive is there to work harder and do more content when you're not getting paid a ton and the team's shitty anyway, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm happy with all the stuff we did over the years for sure. I'm not like dying here. I'm not going away or whatever. Kevin's but it's not gonna... dying once again. Still alive. <laughs> I can see him, <laughs> you know, you looks know, healthy, looks strong. Yeah. I mean, we did some stories at views that got, you know, 10,000, 15,000 unique viewers, you know, some of those were national kind of stuff that brought in, you know, um, Euro snobs and, and stuff like that from like the Miami stuff or whatever. But no, I mean, I was happy with the stuff that we did and, and grateful to everybody read all that stuff and, you know, just shifting gears and going to something else. I mean, I'm always going to be involved in union stuff in some way, shape or form. And I'm sure that Dave is, is probably the same with that. So you know, thanks again, everybody, for reading all that stuff. I'm just shifting gears here. I'm not going anywhere. Um, and we'll continue to do the podcast as always. So thanks. Yeah, we'll keep this thing going. Thanks yeah. for listening. Thanks yeah. for all the questions as always. Yeah, and, and hopefully uh, last week, hopefully last week made up for taking the week off. I had two guests for you. So people seem to like the John Kincaid and uh, Jason Longshore interviews. So cool. Um, you know, maybe we can do more of that as well in the future. But we'll keep doing the pod for sure, you know, uh, and Union content for uh, for your town, your team, you know, your Philadelphia Union. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Have a good holiday weekend. Yeah, Dave, uh, Kevin, and Baxter. We will see you uh, for episode thirty, whatever the hell we're on. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>